In this episode of Tech Transformation, I'm talking with Deepak Joes, Global Head, One Demand Data and Analytics Solutions at Mars Wrigley, about how they're using data analytics to engage today's consumers. We're digging into artificial intelligence and machine learning, new data sources, and how they're recruiting and retaining talent to put all of these ambitions into action. Stay tuned for that and more on this episode of Tech Transformation. Welcome to Tech Transformation with CGT and RAS News, where we explore the innovative tech strategies and trends in retail and consumer goods. I'm Lisa Johnston, Editor-in-Chief at CGT. In this episode, I'm talking with Deepak Joes, Global Head of One Demand Data and Analytics Solutions at Mars Wrigley. Deepak and I are recording this from the grocery shop event in Las Vegas, and I thought it would be a great opportunity to check in with him to learn more about the ways Mars Wrigley is using data analytics and technology to meet the needs of consumers. Deepak, welcome. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you for this opportunity. It's good to see you in person after a long time. It is great to see you in person. I am a little sad that this is not a, one of our video episodes, um, but it is fantastic to be doing this in person. Um, can you get us started? Tell us just a little bit about yourself um, and your role at Mars Wrigley. Absolutely. I recently joined Mars Wrigley. This is my second role at Mars, leading data and analytics teams. Uh, in my role, I am part of what we call as the One Demand Data and Analytics Organization. We call it ODA, which rhymes with Yoda, uh, <laughs> is our inside joke. Uh, the objective of this team is to help Mars Wrigley leverage data and analytics and help them improve the growth, drive operational excellence, and do it in a sustainable way. And getting, uh, hiring, retaining, and enabling the best-in-class data and analytics talent is how we are going to do it uh, in partnership with our business teams. Okay, great. Well, I'm glad that you brought up talent. We are going to talk about that in a little bit. But for now, I want to talk specifically about artificial intelligence and machine learning. Can you talk a little bit about how Mars Weekly is using that when it comes to creating new, engaging consumer experiences? Very good question. So building an integrated consumer journey is essential for us to win customers or consumers in this complex uh, omni-channel world. Uh, the way we think about leveraging AI and machine learning is through building these integrated consumer journey experiences. So how do we do that? We interact with consumer through different areas. So let's think about the on-platform uh, providers like the first, I mean, the pure play providers like Amazon or Alibaba. We have uh, the brick and clicks like Walmart, Carrefour, Tesco.com, etc. We also have the on-demand delivery aggregators like Instacart. In addition to that, we also have our MNMs.com platform, our Mars retail MNM stores. So these are the on-platform interactions with our consumers. In addition to that, we also have our national uh, search strategy, how uh, we have our content and review, uh, the content that we put out to uh, from an off-platform standpoint. To understand 
the integrated consumer journey we need to think about breaking the silos between on platform off platform and these different channels to get a uh, overarching 360 consumer experience now ai and machine learning plays a big role in uh, explaining the customer's 360 and this is how we have to start by creating a interconnected data foundation Uh, at mars we are stitching almost 50 different data sources internal external uh, between sales marketing supply chain to build that out and to do that we leverage a lot of ai algorithms to do the modeling of it that is another aspect where we are leveraging machine learning to a great extent and finally the ai led execution there are many areas where we can completely automate when it comes to interaction with some of the platforms but the more important thing the ai with the human intelligence that's where the magic is made so that's where uh, we are seeing the biggest value creation happening as well uh, for mars uh you mentioned that you're leveraging more than 50 data sources i want to dig into that just a little bit um you know certainly there are a number of different data sources being leveraged by cpg companies today can you talk a little bit about some of the most important ones that mars regularly is using absolutely uh, some of the internal data sources as you would imagine would be our internal financials from a supply chain standpoint how are we doing the demand planning what is our shipment forecasting etc so those are some of the internal data like any organization from a external standpoint the data sources and the number of data sources are evolving on a continuous basis especially in this omnichannel environment we are getting we are investing uh, through retail media platforms so there is a data source that comes to us the sales that we do through these platforms that's another input in many cases if we get the category sales data that is another important as uh, area as well so we work with external providers to get that uh, point of view from a category lens we work with our uh, partners the retail partners the retail media partners to get that uh, data source as well now the more important aspect is uh, it's not about the data it's more important about the business problem that we are trying to solve now we call it the connected insights now you would have heard about the story of four blind men explaining an elephant somebody touching the trunk of an elephant calling it a snake somebody touching the leg and calling it a trunk so the idea is in large organizations if we have a siloed way of thinking the sales would explain a customer a certain way a marketing function would do in a different way and say potentially supply chain would explain in a different way the key aspect is how can we connect this data ecosystem so that we have a single source of truth before we take a decision so stitching the data is more important and what are the business problems that you are trying to solve you would have heard in the past there are uh and i have been part of uh, this as well like we have uh solutions which are built globally and that solution then will go in search of the problems and at mars regularly we are very clear about this we always start want to start with what is the business problem what is the value that we want to enable and for 
enabling that value what are the actions we should take for taking this action what is the knowledge and insights that you need to have and for that what is the data that you need so it is not always a data first it is for us it is business problem first data second that's the approach that we are going at with well, you're kind of leading very nicely into my next question, which is that Mars talks often about having a value-led approach to analytics. Uh, tell us a little bit about what that means and, and how it's different from other approaches. So uh, in my uh, point of view, there are three different ways to do data and analytics. One of the approach, I'll go to the value-led approach uh, in the end. One approach is what you call as a data-led approach. So, uh, in many cases, when the IT functions within many organizations, when they build out the capability, there is a lot of focus on data ingestion and automation uh, rather than what is the insights that you are generating or more importantly, what is the decision that this data is going to enable. So that is, I mean, uh, automation-focused approach is uh, what I call as a data-led approach. Now, uh, there is an insights-led approach, like in many organizations, uh, this is essentially what we call as the traditional CMI teams. I mean, they would generate insights on a weekly, bi-weekly basis, uh, and they, that will be fantastic insights, and uh, which is valuable for the organization. They might not be that much worried about data automation, and neither they will be worried about it, uh, taking a decision. But... Uh, continuous insight. So that, that's a different approach. Now when we were building out the team, we were very clear that we want to start with a value-led approach or a decision back approach. That essentially means if you have uh, to invest in a capability, are your sales and marketing colleagues able to take an action by building out this capability? If they are able to take action, uh, a decision back kind of an approach, and if they are able to drive value, then only we should be investing in data and analytics. We call it the value-led approach. And we are seeing a lot of incremental value creation happening through that. We were able to uh, challenge the status quo. Uh, in many cases, if there is a request to uh, dashboard automation, we have, in many cases, we have told no. Because, I mean, it is... We want, instead of a dashboard, a decision board. If people are taking better decisions using data, that's where we want to focus. Uh, that's, that's how diff I differentiate between a value-led approach compared to the rest. Can you give an example of how it's paying off? Absolutely. Now, um, before I get into the quantitative aspect of it, I think it is important for us to acknowledge that uh, See, I'm a data and analytics professional. So buying the right kind of data, uh, ingesting this data, automating the data has its own bit, its own advantage. But at the same time, if we are, this data is not specifically solving a business problem, then whatever investment that we are making is not adding any incremental value. What we have seen, there are three kinds of key benefits that we have seen. Now, obviously, the top line and bottom line benefit, we are able to measure and quantify. And this is something uh, we report into the CFO of the organization. We have an ongoing practice that we have set up in place. So that's the first aspect. The second aspect of the benefit is the savings uh, from consolidating 
so that's another key aspect that we have uh, come through in many cases because of our siloed analytics approach we were building out different sources of truth now we are building a single source of truth which is enabling the decision making so instead of having 8 to 10 different solution we are building out what we call as the one demand solution at mars and the last aspect is uh, of value is uh, about the flexibility and accuracy now as we are building out this connected data foundation and the uh, outputs the outcomes that we want to drive what we have seen is that we own the intellectual property so it gives us a lot more uh, flexibility into adding new data sources uh, it gives us a lot more flexibility into doing the modeling uh, trying new kinds of modeling etc so these are the three key areas of benefits that we have seen uh, from our uh, marshigli one demand approach so a lot of new approaches a lot of new strategies how are you building your teams to execute them you know especially recruiting and retaining new talent how are you what are some of the what some of the insight you can share we know this is this is a, a challenge for all cpgs all retailers right now or i should say most if not all so what are some of the things that uh, you've learned as you recruit and retain for today uh, a fantastic question uh, i would start by saying that a war on data and analytics talent is quite real uh, it is sometimes quite challenging to get the best uh, talent uh, uh, in this space because of uh, lack of supply and a significant increase in demand now we are lucky to be part of uh, a great purpose led organization a lot of uh, data scientists talent they are joining us because of what we believe in the world we want tomorrow starts with how we do business today and each of the segments of mars we are purpose led and it attracts a lot of talent so uh, that's one of the aspect now uh, attracting talent we are able to do it we are quite flexible we have uh, made uh, several regional hubs uh, within uh, mars rigley globally and we are quite flexible from a time zone standpoint we have uh, teammates can, working can you out talk, of, yeah as you said could you talk a little bit more about these regional hubs uh, what are they what are they yeah so for like? example for our one demand data and analytics team even within the us i mean we have given a remote working policy we have people working out of florida to nashville to chicago to new york and in canada out of toronto so so giving that flexibility was quite important in addition to these north american regions uh, in uh, we have a, a big hub in london uh, we are also uh, hiring people out of our uh, china office as well so these are our key uh, people centers but giving that remote policy has uh, helped us attract some best in class talent now another important aspect uh, why talent want to join marsh rickley is a is a key question we are building a very good career path for them uh, to get the best experience within the one demand spectrum when they are joining the team they are not only really doing an data and analytics say for example only in pricing and promotion the same data scientist will have an opportunity to do some media analytics something on omni channel analytics so that's the way we have built the technical skills within the team so we have four technical skills one is data sciences data engineering uh, 
product strategy and on DevOps engineering. So across each of the guilds, we are able to attract talent uh, quite effectively. Okay, so Deepak, I have two final questions for you. We're getting near the end of time. So my first one is, what is the coolest or most interesting thing you've seen or heard or learned so far at Grocery Shop? There are so many exciting things in the last 24 to 48 hours that I could experience. But uh, the most unique thing uh, this year for me was the startup pitches. It is quite exciting to see a lot of entrepreneurs trying to solve the industry's some of the most complex business problems. And I, I had the opportunity to sit through many and these are really smart people and they are, I mean, it's not a proof of concept anymore. Uh, they are partnering with uh, large organizations, uh, retailers and CPG companies and that has been quite inspiring for me. That idea of experimentation is going to help solve the biggest problem in the CPG and retail industry. That, that, that is a good answer. Okay, so now an even more important question. Uh, we are going to publish this episode right uh, on right before Halloween. So I need to know, what is your favorite Mars Wrigley Halloween candy? Oh, it's always M&M's. M&M's? And I, I think uh, I love to have different flavors of it. Uh, uh, I mean, at any time, I'm an M&M's fan compared to any other of our brands. That's a good answer. Um, I did just see a study get published that said, uh, don't quote me on this, I think it was about 60% of consumers said they were okay with celebrating Halloween early. I want to know who the other 40% are and what, what they have against early Halloween. Um, <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> um, but thank you, Deepak, so much for taking time to sit and chat with me. I uh, really enjoyed this conversation. I hope we can do this again, have a follow-up, and maybe do both the video and the podcast. Thank you very much, Lisa. As always, I really enjoyed this conversation with you and uh, uh, thank you for this invitation. Thanks for listening to Tech Transformation with CGT and RIS News. Be sure to subscribe to learn more innovative strategies and trends in the retail and consumer goods industries. And don't forget to visit RISnews.com and consumergoods.com to sign up for our newsletters.